This is a Timmet podcast. This podcast is part of the series On the Marge. The title of this episode is May Haircut. May Haircut. My wife Mara asked me about the difference between a stylist and a barber. I told her that men go to a stylist to have their hair styled, whatever that means. I go to a barber to be entertained. Just the other day, I was in Karen's barber shop. Karen's is very much like the place where my father always got his hair cut when I was young. There were mirrors along one wall, two barber chairs in the middle, and chairs for customers along the other wall, with an eclectic assortment of magazines available. The floor was a checkerboard of black and white tiles. The only thing that had changed was that in Karen's barbershop, there were no brass spittoons. Karen asked me how Mara and the bed and breakfast were, given the current crop of tourists in Whitehorse. Fine, fine. She asked me about how our daughter Alex was doing at school. Fine, of course. And then, because she really didn't care about my family and wanted to talk about herself, she launched into the story of the day. That was the entertainment part. Karen had been to Tim's to get her first coffee of the morning about an hour ago. She drank a lot of coffee. The garbage at the back of the barbershop always seemed to be full of empty Tim Hortons cups. Tim's wasn't too busy, and she'd found herself behind two Asian tourists who were also waiting to be served. She'd been there only about ten seconds when the door slammed open and in marched two Germans, a chunky woman and her heavy-set husband. They pushed right past Karen and the Asian tourists and stood at the front of the line, looking up at the menu board. The two Asians stared silently at the Germans, and then glanced quizzically back at Karen. Karen frowned, taken aback at what had just happened. She looked for some reasonable explanation for the Germans' rudeness. Perhaps they had a hard time seeing the menu. Just then, the clerk behind the counter handed off a donut and a coffee to the person who was waiting there, and called out, Next! The Germans stepped forward. Karen also stepped forward and tapped the German lady on the shoulder. Excuse me, but there's a line up here, she said politely. The German lady wheeled around and said brusquely, We were here first. She then turned back to the counter and started to place her order. Her husband poked his finger at Karen. Yeah, he said, first. And then he too turned to the counter. Karen was floored. She didn't know what to say or do. This sort of behavior was so un like She stood frozen, staring at the Germans' backs. The Asians turned to her, their eyes wide and questioning. Karen shrugged and said nothing. The Germans got their coffee and marched out of the restaurant without a backward glance. Can you believe it? Karen asked me over the noise of the clippers, not waiting for an answer. Of all the gall! They pushed right in front, and then they said they were first. What arrogant idiots! Of course, I thought of all sorts of clever things to say, but only after they had left. Oh, it just pisses me off. Who do they think they are, anyway? What insufferable behavior. If I ever see them again... Karen was boiling and I let her talk. All Germans are assholes, she declared. An RV with the name of a white horse rental company pulled up and parked in front of the shop. Then a face pushed up against the window peering in. That wasn't unusual. 
Many people would glance in to see if the barbershop was busy before entering. A second face pushed up against the glass door. Oh my God, exclaimed Karen. It's the same German couple. The door crashed open and in marched the chunky German woman followed by her heavy-set husband. My husband needs haircut immediately, she declared. We are in a hurry. Okay, said Karen. It'll take me about five or ten minutes to finish my friend here, and then I'll cut your husband's hair. She patted me on the shoulder. We do not have time. His hair must be cut now, said the woman with obvious impatience. And I said it would be about five or ten minutes, snapped Karen. The woman and her husband conferred briefly in German. He will wait for five or ten minutes then, said the woman, and this is how his hair must be cut. She went on to describe in great detail what was a quite ordinary trim. Karen simply nodded. The woman left, while her husband remained behind, sitting on the chair nearest the door, checking his watch every thirty seconds or so. Karen finished cutting my hair, spun the chair around, and held up a hand mirror so I could see the back of my head. As she whisked the cape off my shoulders and shook the clippings onto the floor, she whispered in my ear, Stick around and see how I cut this guy's hair. I don't think he recognizes me. I paid her, took a seat beside the table full of magazines, and settled in for the show. Next, called Karen, beckoning to the German man by the door. He marched over and settled into the chair. Karen adjusted the cape around his neck, and then spun the chair around so he was facing away from the mirrors. I watched fascinated as Karen attacked the man's head with a series of scissors and clippers. It was quite clear that she was not following the instructions left by the wife. She didn't touch the hair in the middle of his head at all, but worked industriously on each side. She was giving him a mohawk. It didn't take long. There, she exclaimed, whipping off the cape and spinning the chair around so the man faced the mirror. What do you think of that? The man reached up hesitantly, first with one hand, then with both. He touched the bald sides of his head and then ran his fingers through the bushy shock of hair remaining in the middle. He stared silently at his reflection for about ten seconds. He then jumped up and ran out of the barber shop. Well, exclaimed Karen, that was fun. I really didn't expect to be paid for that one anyway. We heard the door of the RV slam, and about half a minute later, the German man came running back in, followed by his wife. He was struggling into a beautiful beaded leather jacket, festooned with leather fringes across his chest, around the back and down the arms. He was carrying what looked like a tomahawk, although it might have been just an ordinary hatchet with ribbons tied to it. The man admired himself in the mirror, pirouetting around in his jacket and running one hand across his head. Then suddenly he gave a screech, raised the tomahawk above his head, and danced around the second barber chair, singing and chanting in a strange language that sounded nothing like German. Karen and I watched with our mouths hanging open. The wife watched her husband with great admiration, and then paid Karen for the haircut, plus a $20 tip. The couple went out the door, closing it gently, climbed into the rental RV, and drove off. Neither of us knew what to say. Finally, Karen broke the silence. What just happened? she asked. It wasn't really clear until the next week. I just happened to read a newspaper article about Carl May, and then it all fell into place.
Karl May was a German author who died about a hundred years ago. In the late 1800s, he wrote many adventure novels that were quite popular in Germany. His most popular were about Indians in the American Midwest, Old Shatterhand and Winnetou. His books were filled with minute detail, which he adapted from other books or just made up because he'd never actually visited the area. People were so taken with the life he had described that they started Karl May clubs all across Germany. They'd dress up in buckskin and beads like May had described and sit around campfires cooking wild game. They built teepees and sang and danced in what they believed was true red Indian fashion. These clubs are still quite popular in Germany today and I imagine that some of their members come here to Yukon. I guess our German friend was one of those. I stopped in at the barbershop to tell Karen what I had discovered. She reported that three other German men had come in the same week to get Mohawk haircuts too. They were all very appreciative and had tipped her generously. Maybe Germans aren't so bad after all, she said. And so that's why I go to the barber. To be entertained. This has been a Timmet podcast in a series called On the Marge. Instrumental intro and exit are courtesy of Kate Weeks. If you would like more of these podcasts, check out the podcast website at timmet.ca slash podcasts. That's T-I-M-M-I-T dot C-A slash podcasts.